0: Everybody. Welcome back to Locked On Golden Knights here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It is Thursday, January 23rd. I am your host, Danny Webster, and this is day number two of trying to figure out what in the hell we're going to talk about on this show because, yeah, this this really is, we've gotten to the point now where we're at, what, we're, go, we're going to go about seven or eight days before we actually have anything to talk about Golden Knights related on this podcast, because especially once they hit the bye week, you really can't do much during the bye week. So we're, uh, we're going to be fishing for things here. Uh, we might have something to talk about today that I think is pertinent and relevant to this current point in time. Uh, but before we get into today's show, which is really just becoming a random smorgasbord of trying to figure out what in the world we're going to talk about today... Uh, if this is the first time you're listening to this podcast, I do welcome you. We are a daily podcast talking about the Vegas Golden Knights here on the Locked On Podcast Network, which you can find on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever else you consume your podcasting. You can follow us on Twitter at Locked On VGK, you can follow me on Twitter at Danny Webster21. You can send an email to LockedOnGoldenNights at gmail dot com. Any way of those ways, any way of those ways, any one of those ways would be very helpful if you have any questions for the mailbag episode next week. Probably going to run it Monday or Tuesday. We're looking at one of those days. Um, But if you have questions uh, for the mailbag, please send them in. We'd greatly appreciate it. Some people have already sent in your questions, and I I believe one or two people have sent multiple questions. So I do appreciate that. Thank you very much. They will be read on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, So here's the thing. I know I've talked a great deal about the All-Star game, and I feel like I would talk even more about it until I'm blue in the face. And uh the skills competition is tomorrow. There's gonna be like five different events for the skills competition. It's supposed to be fun, it's supposed to be in good entertainment value. And then we realize that Max Pacioretty is not gonna be in any one of those events. Uh the Golden Knights Lone All-Star will be participating in I, I wanna say the save streak thing, the one that Marc-Andre Fleury won won a couple of years ago. Um, but Max Pacioretty will only be participating that he won't be doing like the, the accurate shot or the hardest shot or whatever the the hell the other ones are. Uh, so he will not be doing that. So this is going to be a very short lived, uh, all-star festivities weekend for one Max Pacioretty, which I mean, okay, fine. I mean, I've already trashed on the all-star game one too many times as of late. And what, what's the sense of getting annoyed of having a guy in his first all-star game really just be like, okay, you know, have your first all-star game. At least you get to skate on the ice and do whatever the hell it is you want. I will predict, though, that Max Pacioretty will score one goal on Saturday. That, that is my—if the Pacific Division team loses 10-1 to uh, in the semifinals of that little tournament they got going on, the lone goal will come from Max Pacioretty. I just, I just have a hunch. I, it probably is not going to happen. But I have a hunch, and my hunch is telling me that Max Pacioretty will be a, in the news, at least in a good way, one way or another. I, th- I think that's a, it's a bold prediction, Cotton. Let's see if that pays off. Which, by the way, speaking of bold prediction, Cotton, um, I was watching the NFL skills competition today, which apparently was today, I guess, or was it yesterday, today, one of the two, and they were—I mean, I m- remember as a kid watching the the skills competition, like the replay on NFL Network, and they would always be in Hawaii, and you'd have like the top quarterbacks doing the whole, you know, throwing game and whatnot. And apparently today it was—I uh, mean, I mean, it was—I was, saw Russell Wilson. I think Lamar Jackson was doing it as well. And then toward the end of the day, I saw. They were doing dodgeball. Now, I don't think it's the first time they've done the whole dodgeball thing in the NFL, but if I'm an NHL fan, how fun would it be to see dodgeball on ice? Now, you're probably risking injury a great deal. Probably someone could tear an ACL while staying on a skate, so probably not the best idea. But as far as entertainment value goes, I would be very much for dodgeball on ice that's that sounds like a <laughs> that sounds like a disney on ice type of deal <laughs> dodgeball on ice coming to thomas and mac center near you uh, <laughs> something of that nature uh i think it'd be fun i th- i think that's what the nhl needs to do they got to spice it up make it more fun make it corny i mean the nhl or the nfl is doing freaking dodgeball in the rain mind you i think it was raining cats and dogs in orlando today why not just go against the grain and do something different? You know what I mean. It, it just makes a whole lot of sense to just throw something out. Like I know that they're going to get the players to go into the stands and to try and shoot the puck from like the third row or some crap like that, and that's all fine and dandy. But you don't need to have football skills to play dodgeball. I mean, I mean, well, we probably do, but I'm. I'm sure you can do something fun, right? Like some random game, like hide hide and seek. Do 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 something. You know what I mean? Just just do just do something. Something that's going to pique my interest. And again, probably the best game of the entire weekend is going to be that 3 on 3 competition for the women on Friday. That will be one thing that I will definitely be tuning in to watch. But other than that, I mean, we've seen the same stuff. The fastest skater, we already know it's Connor McDavid. We know he's going to win. We know that it's going to be like somebody, like Shea Weber, is probably going to win the hardest shot. Like we know these things, right? It's not like they're new and innovative. Dodgeball and ice is something I would be here for, and I'd be a big fan because you, you, we don't, we don't see. A, you know, we don't see Elias Pettersson throw the puck. You know, we we know what he does with his stick. I, w- I want to see somebody get a dodgeball and see how hard they can hit somebody. At, le- at least if you're not going to do it on ice, do it like in the concourse of the Enterprise Center. Do do something. Just do something. Do like, I'm like the guy with the stick and I'm just poking him and it's like, do something. That that That's me right now. So I'm not saying go all crazy, but do something different. It doesn't even need to be on ice. If you don't want to do dodgeball on ice, because you probably will have a torn ACL or something. Um, just do something different. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's one way to get the appeal back of the All-Star Game. Do something stupid. And that, as I bang my tape, hit my table. Do something stupid. That's all. That, that's... I think that's going to be my last rant about the All-Star Game. Unless something happens tomorrow that makes me want to go, Really? Because I will watch. I will watch what's happening. It'll either be one giant dumpster fire or it'll be one large success. Um, but I will watch tomorrow. I'll see what's going on and uh, hopefully nothing stupid happens. But I'm, I'm just throwing it out there NHL, just dodgeball, dodgeball and ice. I mean, you can even find some safety measures to make sure nobody tears anything. But I'm just saying. Dodgeball, nice. I'm here for it. Alright, so I didn't really I didn't really think going into today that I was going to talk about this, but then I saw something on Twitter today that really caught my eye. And I figured, well, why not talk about it? Because it does involve a former Vegas Golden Knight, and it does uh it does tie in because it is a guy that was traded in the offseason. Um by the Golden Knights. And I'm talking about Eric Halla. Now, Michael Russo of The Athletic, who I believe it was on a podcast of his or on a radio show, one of the two. This was in a very interesting, this was a very interesting quote from Michael Russo. and And I, and I believe it was on a podcast and he said it today. This is what he said. Eric Holla, who's on the outs. It's kind of an abridged version. It's kind of shortened up. Um, Eric Holla, who's on the outs, he's in big-time trouble right now in Carolina. Healthy scratch last night, not getting along with his coach, Rod Brindamore. I mean, not healthy. I got to think he's on his way out, which is really shocking to me because, number one, I feel like Rod Brindamore has created such a culture in Carolina that is, one, player-friendly, and two... It's it's basically filled with a bunch of young guys, so the personalities probably mesh very well, and it's a winning hockey club. It's not like this is a team that's you know scrounging for last place. This was a team that was in the Eastern Conference Final last year, so it's not like this is a locker room that doesn't know how to win. Um, but it is very interesting that Eric Halla of all people is quote unquote on the way out, as I you know pull up hockey reference because I do want to see how Hollett is doing. I think he was I think he was going like five games in a row without a point. So he's got 19 points in 30 games this year. There was there was that stretch where he was not playing and I think that was due to his knee. I think it was the other knee that he didn't hurt. But I mean there was a stint at one point this year and I think it was definitely in the beginning of the year. Where Eric Holla had eight points in nine games to start the season. Obviously, he's tailed off quite a bit. Uh, fortunately, the Hurricanes haven't really needed to rely on him. But really, his last big game came on New Year's Eve against Montreal and a goal and assist. But ever since picking up an assist against Philadelphia and then against Arizona, the last five games where Carolina that where he's dressed, Carolina's gone two two and one, and he was a. Healthy scratch for the game against Winnipeg, I believe, and that was a game Winnipeg won four to one. So very interesting, a uh, very interesting time now for Eric Holla, because one he's shown he's pretty much healthy, considering where he was in November of last year when he had that knee injury. You know the knee injury that no one really knows. What the hell really happened? And only doctors performed it on surgery like one other time or something like that. I'm not going to get into that because that, that was completely ridiculous. All we know is that apparently Eric Halla was seven to ten days away. Had the Golden Knights advanced to the second round, Halla was seven to ten days away from returning to practice for the Golden Knights. And if he would have rejoined Vegas at that time, if he would have rejoined Vegas for a playoff run. I said it before and I'll say it again, that would have been a huge game changer for Vegas had he been healthy. So I'm not saying that whatever, you know, reporting is going on here or whatnot, that it's wrong. It's just Hall is a very stern guy. You know, you talked to him in the locker room and he had, he just has this kind of personality that's like, Kind of offsetting. You know, I, I I've had multiple interactions with him where he's just like, oh, he's you know, why is this guy? In? I've had more weird interactions with Eric Holla than I did with James Neal. Now that should tell you something. For as much as people talk about James Neal and how, you know, pissy he can be with the media, I've had more good interactions with James Neal than Eric Holla. I'm just I'm just saying. Um but the Halla thing is really interesting to me. And with the deadline coming up in less than a month, or a little bit more than a month now, I've been seeing it on Twitter, and I'm not seeing any you know validity to any of this, but if there was a way, if there was a way for Vegas to get in on reacquiring Eric Holla, I don't know how that exactly would work because of a couple of facts. And, and I know people are... You know, playing armchair GM, this and the other thing, but I, I'm seeing it a lot, and when I see it a lot through people on Twitter, I'm just like, I don't know, we got to kind of temper expectations here. So here's the thing: number one, if you're getting Eric Halla back, he's a center, he's not a wing, he will not play on the wing. I remember very distinctively um, during the charity golf tournament or charity golf event that the Golden Knights hold every year. Uh, the one leading up to last season. This was a couple days after the Golden Knights traded for Max Pacioretty. And I was there getting reaction from some of the other players. And obviously with Pacioretty coming in. That was going to put a little bit of a little bit of a limbo in the Golden Knights lineup. And Eric Halla deemed himself and very distinctly told me that he was a top six center, which, okay, that's, you feel like you are on that level to be a top six guy and you specifically want to play center. No problem with that. I mean, who are we to judge Eric Hall? I mean, he came off a 55 point season in year one and had 29 goals and was one of your lead power play guys with 12 power play goals. So to me, the, I would absolutely feel in every sense of the word, I would be encouraged too. if some guy was as confident as Hall, it'd be like, yeah, I'm, I don't feel like I need to move down for anybody. And then the injury happened. And then the, and then hollow got moved to the third line um, prior to the injury. And it, it just, it just didn't work. He did not, play well he had seven points in 15 games he did not look comfortable um he just didn't look like I don't know if it was because he was well this was before the injury so it's obviously he's not working his way back from the injury but he just didn't look like the same guy and probably that was an entire description of how that season went for Vegas especially in the first 20 games you already were without your top defenseman at the time Nate Schmidt and then the top line isn't scoring to the way that you'd hope. Patrick Reddy's dealing with injuries. Stasny goes down in Game 3. There's a lot of shuffling here and there. And it just didn't seem like Holla got comfortable. And then the injury happens. And then you're like, well, if we throw him out there for, you know, round two of the playoffs, is this something that we really need to consider as the Golden Knights? And clearly it never got to that point. But a lot of people are saying, oh, what if the Golden Knights try and get back in and get a deal for Eric Halla? To that I say... That is going to be a problem because, number one, he's a center. Number two, who are you moving on just to get Herak Holla? And if you do bring him back, then what really – where are you putting him? Are you putting him on the wing? Is Are you going to be okay with him putting him on the wing? I guess if I'm, I'm Holla, or if I'm the Golden Knights, if I really am interested in bringing back a guy that I traded, wh- whether you feel – Trading Eric Halla was a means of putting cap relief, or you just didn't believe that he would become the player that he was. Both of those points are fair, but if I look at it from Halla's standpoint, I'm like, this organization really just got rid of me for a draft pick and a and a prospect. And I mean, the prospect has played good. He hasn't played you know great. You know, he's stuck as a fourth line center. So I mean, it's not like. You know, Nicholas Waugh is the end-all, be-all to this trade. You know what I mean? So it was like, well, I mean, I'm basically just chopped liver to this organization. And you got to wonder, while he, I do believe he would put a lot of, he would put a jolt into that locker room because it's a guy they know. It's a guy they know very well. And it's a guy that I think could benefit Vegas on the power play and could benefit Vegas... Uh, in the middle six, can you rely on him to play on the wing for that kind of stretch? And to me, I don't know. I really don't know. The other thing you got to worry about is is that Vegas accumulating all this cap space by sending guys down to Chicago. Are you really going to go all in and say Eric Hall is the reason that you guys aren't winning right now? And I don't think that's the case. I, obviously, I think Vegas is going to put all of its resources and all of its, you know, everything that it's accumulated to this point, it's going to go to a defenseman. And I think if we were to look at this from for beyond this season, Hallas contract runs up after this year. He's making $2.75 million. I think when healthy, Halla has shown that he can be a $3 million per year guy. If the golden Knights have enough cap space going into next year, the odds are that they will not, unless they move off from who they can move off. I wouldn't rule out a return to Vegas for Eric Holla. I really wouldn't. Um, I think that given the right opportunity, I think that he could be a very valuable asset on the third line, but I don't think he would be playing center. I don't. I don't think he would be playing top six center. That's for damn sure. Because even, and I'm throwing this out of speculation as well. Say the Golden Knights even move on from Paul Stasny. Well, your two centermen are already set: William Carlson and Cody Glass. So at that point, you know what do you do? Do do you even entertain? I I think he. I think Vegas would entertain the thought. Of bringing Eric Halla back at the right price, obviously it's not going to be. I mean, if Hall is asking for three point five or four, I'm like, nope, no, thank you. I, I, but you get three, you can sign Ryan Reeves to two point seven seven five or however much it was. You can get Eric Halla for about three. I mean, I mean, Halla going to be a 15 goal guy by the time uh, this season ends if he plays another game, or who knows what the hell could happen between now and the deadline. Um, but I just don't see Vegas putting its resources right away. I mean, it, it, the best thing I could think of is you bring is you somehow include Cody Eakin in the trade. But then when you put in Cody Eakin in the trade, then what do you do for Cody Glass? You put him back on the wing and hope to Gotti gels with Tuck and maybe Hollow, whoever you put as your third line center? I just don't think that that's the right way to go. I still believe that when everyone is healthy, when everyone is accounted for that third line should be Cody glass centering with Chandler Stevenson on the left, Alex stuck on the right. I, I still believe in my heart of hearts that that is the best third line. The Vegas is going to come up with, but I just don't maybe I, you know what? I won't rule it out for, you know, the off season If Vegas can clear enough cap space and they can make enough moves to where they can be like, okay, we can go after a free agent here or there. If, if they can do that, then I wouldn't rule Halla out, but I just I, I see a lot of people getting excited about the thought of oh he's a healthy scratch you know Carolina's going to trade him Vegas try and get on that I, I just don't see it. It, it right now at this moment there are more much more pressing needs for Vegas than a, a, a guy who you're more than likely playing out of position when he when he comes here and and albeit I, again I think Halla was a good locker room guy. He was someone who got along with everybody in the locker room in year one and part of year two. Um, you know, we never really saw Holla outside of, you know, once he got hurt, we never saw him again. I thought, he, you know, he was like Clayton stoner. He just was under contract, never existed. Um, but I, I think that there is a spot on this roster from question is, would he accept it? And would he? And how well would he play? Because the minute he doesn't play well, it's like, oh, it's the knee thing again. It's the knee thing again. And I don't know. That that's that's a it's a very interesting situation in Carolina right now. The fact that he was doing so well in the beginning of the season, kind of went quiet midway through, and then now all of a sudden he's a healthy scratch and he's butting heads with Rod Brendamore. It, it's a very weird situation but something to monitor. I, I think he'll be one of the names flown out on the trade on the trade deadline if a team is in need of a winger or in need of a center. I think Hollywood is definitely going to be one of those guys that be that could really sway the needle for for a contender. And I I'm not saying Carolina is not a contender, but it is something to look at. It is something to think about for sure. So, yeah, I didn't think we were going to have anything to talk about today, but that, that turned out to be it. That was the one thing where I was looking at, like, you know what, I probably probably should address this whole Eric Hollow thing. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, maybe tomorrow I might, you know, kind of do my little recap on what happened in the skills challenge. But I I think I am going to look at a kind of a look at uh, former Golden Knights players, just see how they're doing. I know David Perron's an all-star, much deserved. Uh very happy that Perron is an all-star uh we'll probably take a look at James Neal how he's doing in Edmonton i think he's still scoring goals last i had he had a hat last i saw he had a hat trick like about a couple of weeks ago or however long it was um so he's still doing well in his Edmonton renaissance um Pierre Edward Belmar, killing it uh Ryan Carpenter doing pretty okay in Chicago i i think i think it is warranted to kind of go through old golden knights players and see how they're doing cuz i know L- Lucas Pisa is uh, coming up rather soon uh, or Lucas Pisa, I think he had an assist the other night or he had, yeah, he did well um, in a game for Winnipeg. I think he's playing for Winnipeg now. Yeah. He's Lucas Pisa is in Winnipeg right now. Um, so yeah, I think tomorrow we'll go through the skills competition We'll kind of do a rundown of former golden Knights, see how they're doing and uh, just how well they've been with their new teams And then uh, Monday or Tuesday, we will be planning on doing that mailbag. Um, So keep your eyes out and please send your questions over via Twitter or via email, whichever you feel is most appropriate. Please send in those questions and we will get them answered. So that is going to do it for me tonight, everybody. Thank you for downloading. Thanks for listening. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. Uh, If you are on Apple Podcasts, I would greatly appreciate it. If you did leave a review and a little bit of a rating, Uh, it helps me... Uh, know what I'm doing on this podcast, uh, whether good, bad, or indifferent, doesn't matter. All the feedback is good criticism, I feel, and, uh, helps people find the podcast. I, I do appreciate all the people that have, uh, have been listening to this point, but, uh, if there are people that want to find another golden ice podcast, I'm definitely not going to be at the top of the list, but Hey, you know what, <laughs> you know, keep the optimism that that's the way I see it. Um, so yeah, if you're on Apple podcast, please feel free to leave a review, and uh let me know how I'm doing. You know, again, this is uh you know, we're 77 episodes in now, and it's uh still a weird journey. I know I have a little quirks where I take a little bit of a little pause here or if I say the word um or if I have my little weird sayings, you know, here and there. So I know what, I know it happens sometimes, and it's just habit. So I appreciate you guys listening, appreciate you guys downloading and supporting the podcast in any way you possibly do. So we'll be back tomorrow to discuss the skills and former Golden Knights. Be on the lookout for that. It'll probably be another late episode, uh, but it'll be something that we can kind of trickle into Friday night and we can go into, uh, go into Saturday as well. So thank you guys for listening. I am Danny Webster. This has been Locked on Golden Knights, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we'll see you tomorrow. Love this new music, by the way. Have a good one.